When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Very nice, Rod. Very, very nice. So we're looking back at 21 years to the 2001 National Draft. We're 21 days away from this Year's version, a uh, host of superstars in that draft, as we mentioned before the break. The big three, the top three that year, Luke Hodge, Luke Ball and Chris Judd. But if you look down the list, geez, the recruiters got some bargains after pick 50. You got uh, Brad Miller, pick 55. Pick 56, the skunk, Paul Medhurst, picked up by the Dockers. Pick 58, none other than Dane Swan. And then pick 60, an absolute bargain from the Swans, Adam Schneider, who's been good enough to join us this afternoon. G'day, Adam. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Before we get, uh, we take a trip down memory lane, your memories of draft time and go back through your career, um, a lot of comebacks in sport. Now, is it true that you actually pulled the boots back on this year for at least one game <laughs> up there at Lavington? What, oh, what's going on there? Yeah, no, look, um, I did actually, but the only reason being is this country footy is struggling a little bit in reserve grade and uh, we're short most weeks. So uh, I think we had 14 or 15 on this day. So look, I'll play a half. Um, and, yeah, just to help the boys out, just uh, to make sure we keep going, which a lot, a lot of clubs are doing out here. And, yeah, look, it's a bit of fun, but, uh, yeah, it didn't pull up too well, that's for sure. <laughs> I was going to ask, how long did it take to recover? <laughs> oh, well, I, I did the hammy about the 18-minute mark of second quarter, so <laughs> that, that put me back a little bit, but it was, I, was, I was surprised I got that far. But, but no, look, it was good fun, and, um, like I said, it was most weeks teams are running out there 15, 16 in reserve grade, and in all-country footy, so you've got to make sure we can keep them going and get games with these young guys, so... Well worth it. How's it been stepping back into country footy? Because you stepped out of the AFL system with the Giants to go and coach at Lavington. How, how's the move been for you? Yeah, look, it was obviously a, you know on last minute thing. You know, I was still contracted with the Giants with a year to go, and and just with everything in family and, and Sydney, just was financially just couldn't couldn't keep doing it. So decided to come down here. Look, it's been fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Trying to get the balance right of you know professionalism, but also it's a country club, so they're not professionals. They're just here to have a bit of fun and. No, look, I've really, really loved it. You know, I'm passionate about coaching and, and helping young guys develop. So something that I reckon I'll probably do forever along the line. But no, it's been really, really good down here. And, and the O&M's, it's really going leaps and bounds at the moment. With some, I think every club bar one's got an AFL affiliated person. And, you know, Stevie Johnson's also just yep. come down here to Yarrawonga. So it's getting better and better. How did Lamington go this year? Um, yeah, not too bad. Probably hurt me coming here in about January. Uh, we lost about five of our best players took off to the VFL and uh, but we finished six. We missed out on finals by percentage. So we uh, we exceeded expectations but it was pretty promising and hopefully this year we can do it on it. Would you like to get back into the AFL system at some stage? Uh, oh, definitely not closing that door, mate, I think. I think I just had to realistically get out of Sydney. Uh, like I said financial and family. It just wasn't, wasn't doing it. Um, and obviously after COVID hit the soft cap, it made it even harder. So um, yeah, look, definitely not ruling it out. We're just going to have a year or two here and, and see what happens next, mate. Speaking of former Sydney Swan and St Kilda Ford, Adam Schneider, as we look back uh, 21 years, it's 21 days to this 
year's version of the AFL National Draft. Uh, Adam was pick 60 in 2001. What, what are your memories of around draft day? And uh, I guess the coverage wasn't as excessive as it is now. What are your memories of, of draft day? Yeah, it's a funny one, actually. I've got a good good memory. I think Mickey Martin was just after me or something. He as was. Well, so pick 61. Remember that. Yeah, there you go. I remember getting picked for him, so it was exciting. I reckon I'm, I ran into him about two or three weeks before it one day. I think he was at the casino in Melbourne. He was sitting there stuffing his face with KFC and <laughs> like three in the morning and asked for a photo as a young kid, but he turned me down because he was too busy eating. Um, <laughs> but no, look, a draft, I think that was the only year it wasn't actually physically televised. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It was only on online. Um, and I was, grew up on a farm out of Osborne. And we're you know, watching it on the internet and we'll click and refresh every you know, 30, 60 seconds to see who got picked next. And wasn't expecting to because I was just a young 17-year-old just playing. And, and I think we got to about oh, pick 30 and uh, the internet crashed. And it didn't work. So <laughs> the old dial-up, we tried to do the dial-up again. Still didn't work. So like, right, we're halfway through this. What do we do? You know, and obviously, Dean in the country, you know your neighbours really well. So we drove down to my neighbour's house. They weren't home. So we thought, oh, well, they know us well enough. So we broke into our neighbour's house and got on their computer. And, <laughs> and then, uh, again, I've been there. He's a mate of mine, so I knew where to go and helped ourselves in. And, yeah, that was we found out down there. So it was um, just used their computer to find out how whether I was getting drafted or not. Had you spoken to many clubs in the in the lead-up? Um, I, I don't... Recall too many. I did draft. I did the camp in Canberra, uh, but I was injured at the time, and I think I spoke to about three or four, four there. But I was a, an underage as well, so like I said, I wasn't really expecting much to be honest. I was just young and naive, just playing footy and having a kick, and um, yeah, was was lucky to uh, for the Swans to come down, and obviously followed them pretty closely. Being a New South Wales boy, and Paul Kelly from Wagga was one of my favourite players. So yeah, was really lucky to get picked up by them. What was it like? It wasn't an easy start for you. Injury, illness in that first year, didn't play a senior game. What, what, what are your memories of stepping into the AFL system and, and how that first year unfolded for you? Oh, mate, to be brutally honest, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was a young country kid from Osmond, a population of five people. To going up to city with whatever the population up there, four or five million, was, was a real, you know, obviously an eye-opener, but... I think the day I went in there, I, I got a body examination. I found that I had a crack in my foot. So I was in the moon boot for, I think, two months or something from day one. So the idea, you know, wasn't what you pictured as a kid getting drafted. And I was a tad overweight and a tad fat at the time. So the skin folds nearly raised 100, <laughs> I think. So the club wasn't too impressed with me. Um, but again, that was all part of the journey, part of learning. I love footy and I love playing footy. So I was, you know, wrapped to be a part of it. But um, yeah, I just found the country to the city move was hard at the time, but Look back, it sort of developed me better as a person and faster. So, yeah, early memories on. And I still remember getting... Stuart Maxfield sat me down after about a month and had some real hard words about it, about how to go into the AFL culture and what you've got to do and the professionalism. And that's something that really sits with me now and, and remembers it sort of changed me on the way. Interesting you mentioned Stewie Maxfield's name there, Adam, because everyone that was at the Swans under Stewie, particularly when he was captain, just lord. He wasn't... Unfortunately, he wasn't around to play in, in, the, in the grand final in 2005. But they lord the impact he had. How good a leader was Stewie Maxwell? Yeah, he was good, mate. He was, I think he was extremely honest, which, you know, some people don't like that. But to me, that was something that really stood out. And he also just led by on the track. He was one of the hardest trainers there possible. And he, was, he did have a fair few injuries towards the end of his career. But um, he was just, I don't know, he was very approachable. He trained really hard and he was honest feedback with you. So I think they, him and, you know, Brett Kirk and after Kellen and all that finished, they... They left a really good culture 
uh, for the Swans to thrive and, you know, led by Kel and, and guys like that as well. It was um, it was easy to walk into and just to know what you needed to do as a young player. So, so you know, and you had, well, so it was, made it even easier. So 2003, the team gets on a roll under Paul Ruse. Yourself come in, rising star nominee. And then by 2005, the team's in the finals. And uh, is that one of your favourite memories, the prelim of 2005? The team storms home and you kick three goals in the final term. Yeah, obviously you do remember the games that you win are always always well and good. But I think that one was it was sort of built up from 2003. I think um, we sort of got that belief on the Ruzi that we could play good footy. You know, the prelim we just lost to Brisbane in 03. They come home late in the last quarter and, and got us, and they wanted to win the flag. And then in four we just fell short to St Kilda, who are a really good team. And in five it was like just that that build up of three years of work. And um, oh, there's some unbelievable moments. And that you remember, and that's definitely one of them. And like I said, there's guys like Stewie Maxfield and Matty Nix who didn't get to play in the grand final, but were, were definitely part of getting us there and helping us out. So, yeah, it's obviously a dream for me. But again, I was young and dumb. I was 20, I think, at the time or whatever, and I've just won an AFL grand final. So I thought this was normal, <laughs> which wasn't the nicest habit to have, but um, it was just a good learning point and something I'll cherish, cherish forever. I was going to ask you about that because it's a, quite a remarkable career, really. 23 finals, five grand finals you played. Now, we spoke to Matthew Stokes a short time ago, and he, he sort of said he won three and lost one, but it's the loss that sticks with him the most over the win. How does it sit for you, given you experience and a draw, uh, both all all ranges of emotions, I guess, on grand final day. hundred percent. I'd have to agree with Stokesy. Um, and I was fortunate enough as a junior to think he played in six or seven growing up. So I sort of walked into the AFL with that behind me and then was lucky enough to win the 05 grand final early in your career. So you, you sort of, not bad habits, but you don't appreciate it as much as what you would towards the end of the career. And in 06, it could have went either way against West Coast, but foot, footy guards probably played something there and, you know, gave us one each because some really good battles over that time. And, and obviously nine and ten, you know, they still hurt, you know. And every time you, you speak about it or you, you see a highlight on the TV, there's, there's no doubt they hurt just because they were such close games. And, you know, you miss a couple of goals like I did myself and you have these what-if moments and it just it just burns you, to be honest. So, yeah, they, they definitely stick with you. And, and probably more for me would be the nine and ten one. Like I said, in, in 05 and six. If you said West Coast and Swans would have one each, you'd probably say that's yeah. fair. Both clubs deserve it because imagine if you lost two of them, you know. So you got to sort of flip the script on that. But 2009 and 10 to watch what we did there and Rossi and obviously you know great to the club who didn't walk away with the flag like Lenny Hayes and that. It's just sort of not fair and we, we did such a good work. We just couldn't quite get it done on the last day. Before I let you go, where does the heart lie? Is is, is it Swans Saints? 98 games, 99 goals for the Swans. 130 games, 160 goals for the Saints. So are they playing each other? Who are you supporting? And how do you feel about Ross being back in charge of the Saints? No, I won't pick a team, mate. We're from, <laughs> uh, we've got great memories and great both clubs and, you know, been part of the Giants as well. So you just follow follow clubs, mate, and follow people. I didn't even follow anyone growing up either. As a kid, I was just a passionate footballer who just loved playing and watching players. So uh, that's how I roll. But, and for Rossi, it's fantastic. It's, it's bloody exciting for a St Kilda people. He will come in and make a difference. And, you know, obviously, Brett is extremely unlucky of how it all played out. And Unfortunately, it's just a brutal of a business at the moment. But, um, yeah, look, I think he's, he's going to be great. And a lot of people talk about getting the crew back together. But it's not like he's just finished. Everyone's finished their career and still got St Kilda on their mind. That's not all they know. They've all gone away. And 
been at other clubs and, and Harves, Harves has done that at two other clubs. You know, he knows what's going on. Uh, Lenny's been at the Giants as well. So they've all got different ideas now to come back together and, you know, build the core, what they all believe in, what they probably learnt, but also add a little bit of things here and there, what they learn differently. So it's going to be exciting times. And, yeah, I think the effort, you'll get a consistent effort from the Saints this year. Oh, Adam, great to catch up. It was a wonderful career. Uh, pick 60, absolute uh, bargain given what you produced. Uh, thanks so much for joining us and uh, good luck with everything you're doing up there in uh, Lavington next year and beyond. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks very much and good luck to all the guys in the draft this year. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.